0: For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Isabel Jacobson. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover a protest in Jugtown, the government's lifting of the Title 42 migration order, and a ruling from the Pakistani Supreme Court over the arrest of its ex-prime minister. It's Friday, May 12th. At the intersection of Nassau and Harrison Streets in Princeton, 23 houses stand from as early as the 18th century in a district dubbed "Jugtown" by some residents. With plans for a four-story apartment complex underway, residents of the neighborhood are concerned that the historic character and visual continuity of the district could be compromised. Today, I sat down with news contributor Louisa Girgota to learn more. Can you introduce yourself with your name, your class here, and what you do for the Prince?
1: My name is Louisa Girgita. I'm a freshman at Princeton, and for The Daily Princetonian, I do photography and news. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about the history of Jugtown and what it means to Princeton? Sure, so Jugtown is basically 23 houses on the intersection of Nassau and Harrison Streets. Some of them were built in the 18th century, about half of them were built in the 19th century, with a few in the 20th century, and it's basically all these historic houses. One of them was actually used to house British and American troops during the Revolutionary War, and another one is rumored to have been a safe haven for people traveling on the Underground Railroad. So basically, this is a historic. District. So can you tell us a little bit about what's going on in the district? Sure, so earlier this year they approved a plan to construct a four-story apartment complex near one of the houses and residents, they are for affordable housing, but they are concerned that the construction of this building will take away from the historical aspect of the community and also it will not fit in visually. Okay, so what are the residents of Jugtown saying about what's going on? So they have started a change.org petition and according to it, the concerns are with the mass, bulk, and setbacks allowed. And it's saying that they want three stories instead of four stories so that the design of the apartment complex can be visually compatible with the rest of the buildings in the historic district. Additionally, they are concerned that Princeton Historic Preservation that says new construction must maintain or not affect the historic character of Jugtown. And that viewpoint is further supported by residents who have written letters to the editors. And in them, they are saying that this new project can possibly damage the historic setting. There's also a concern that the profits from this project will go directly to the investors and the builders and not the district at all. Additionally, there is a concern that it will take away from the unique historical aspect because they are putting a modern building in between all these buildings that are from the 18th century, so it would look a little bit odd. Now just to be clear, the residents are in favor of affordable housing, but not exactly in Jugtown Historic District. Thank you so much. Thank you for having Me.
0: You can read more about the Dogtown news at dailyprincetonian.com or at the link in our show notes. In more local news, At the town council meeting this past Monday, Princeton approved municipal staff to explore two prospects for collection sites for proposed food waste program. The staff suggested two drop-off locations, Witherspoon Hall and Monument Hall, which would be open to all Princeton town residents, but limited to 100 households per site. Adira Smirnov, 23, a student who worked for the university composting program, hopes that the lab will continue to quote, raise awareness about the importance of infrastructure for composting campus waste. More about the story can be found at the link in our show notes. In national news, Title 42, a CDC-issued public health order aimed at stopping the spread of COVID-19, expired yesterday morning, which could potentially result in a significant increase in the number of migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. The policy allowed authorities to swiftly expel migrants at U.S. land borders, but in the lead-up to the expiration of Title 42, migrant detentions at U.S.-Mexico borders hit record highs. U.S. Customs and Border Protection has in recent days been holding up to 28,000 migrants at its facilities, beyond its stated capacity. The Biden administration has set to replace this order with a new regulation that denies asylum to almost all migrants who fail to use legal pathways to enter the U.S. As just this past week, more than 10,000 people crossed the border illegally. In international news, Pakistan's Supreme Court called for the release of ex-Prime Minister Imran Khan yesterday, after his arrest earlier this week. Khan was taken into custody on Tuesday over corruption charges, and the arrest was carried out by paramilitary troops, intensifying tensions between the former prime minister and the country's influential military. The Supreme Court claimed that Khan's arrest during an active hearing was unlawful, with the country requiring special permission to carry out arrests on court premises. However, they did not rule on his alleged corruption. The decision is widely considered a win for Khan, who, despite being ousted via a vote of no confidence from political office last year, has sustained his popularity amongst Pakistanis. After the arrest, throngs of Khan's supporters took to the streets in protest, violently opposing military forces by ransacking commanders' houses, gathering outside army headquarters, and burning police and prison vans, as well as a paramilitary checkpoint. This challenging of the military, both by supporters as well as the Supreme Court's ruling, brings Pakistan into uncharted political territory. With the country having been ruled by military leaders for over half its history. Khan has accused the military and current government of conspiring against him, though both sides deny these claims. Break out those shorts. Expect warm weather and partly cloudy skies with a high of 86 degrees and a low of 62. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Lena Kim and me, sound engineered by me, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Isabel Jacobson. Have a wonderful day.